Yo, what's up, Adam? Hey, what's happening, Bumblebee? What's good? <laughs> what's up, man? How's your day, bro? Yeah. I'm good. Hey, what's... Mm. Yeah, today was a good day, man. How's everyone's day today so far? What's going on? Uh, Nothing, just been chilling. Okay, yeah. Oh! I ended up playing some of the beta last night, Paul. It was nice. Uh, the, the Division Two beta. Oh, it was, it's so many songs. It's so good playing it. I'm just super excited for it to buy the uh, Division Two. I'm excited. Yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty dope. I didn't get on it. Um, I guess there's no continuation between where I left off in the private beta to the public beta. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm really going to get back into it just because I don't want to have to do it all again and then in, like, another week do it all over again and again. But. No, good point. I mean, I'm just going to be – I'm going to try to soak up as much as I can. I got to save up some money I buy it. So, you know, I, I know I got some time, but still. Yeah, but, no, it was definitely a fun beta to play. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam, how you, how was your day so far? But you said you were sleeping all day? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I was kind of just chilling, relaxing. I have I was working, so I have to do uh, a couple of assignments tomorrow that are due Monday for being out for the last two weeks. So I got to compare some stuff. It's gonna be fun. Okay, all right, bro. Well, let's get right into it right now, baby. All right, so welcome everyone to the twenty seventh episode or twenty sixth. It's the twenty sixth. That sounds right. Yeah, welcome to the twenty sixth episode of the Orf the Days Clan podcast. As usual, your host is here, Wayne zero one one ninety three. We got Superflyman nine, Navy Man nine one four back in the building. Uh, Grimbones is not with us tonight. Um, yeah, he just got some other uh, priorities he got to take care of. But yeah, what's up, y'all? Another day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're gonna talk about some uh, the new game mode. Uh, not new game, but the new new uh, season of the Drifter Joker's Wild coming out so i'm super excited to talk about it with you guys it's going to be amazing i mean there's some pros and cons i guess or speculation you know we could talk about that a little bit further but uh yeah so we're gonna go right into it um i'm sure y'all saw like y'all saw the vidoc adam i think you did but paul did you see the vidoc i did yeah i watched it okay cool yeah i saw the vidoc Okay, cool. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about our pros and cons, if there is any any worries or anything like that, and we're just going to dive into it. So we got the new game mode, Ambit Prime, and then also we have The Reckoning. So I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm excited because, I mean, I, I said this so many times, Bungie definitely knows how to hide the crowd. I mean, just, I mean, I was watching this on my break uh, yesterday, or I think a couple days ago, and I was just pumped about the flip fries off the table i was so excited <laughs> but uh it, it definitely it, it looks real great um but i'm just gonna talk about it real quick so the new game Gambit prime is basically a more sweaty version a sweatier version of gambit right so i think the only thing that's going to be different i'm just going to give quick bullet points is that there's going to be mechanics at the boss fight which i'm excited about because i think that's something they should have implemented in the beginning because uh we talked about this last part always had an issue about or I wouldn't say always had an issue but I guess there was a, uh, an issue with people just melting the boss right away there's no real skill in that I mean there's skill in terms of just using your using tactical awareness and what you need to do and use but uh, there's no mechanics the only mechanic there was during the gamut boss when you fought the meatball in the third week 
and even then, I mean, it was a very simple mechanic, right? But I mean, it was a mechanic nevertheless. Um, also, that they, um, we, we, we always knew that there was like soft rolls in, um, in Gambit. So we decided to create armor sets to uh, complement these rolls. So we got the Reaper, which is killing enemies, right? Um, they got the Collector. It's pretty self-explanatory. The Sentry, defeating the Taken, and countering the Invader. And then, of course, you have the armor set for the Invader, right? And I think that's really cool. Um, obviously, like, I think this is, this is perfect. I think this is fantastic. They give you specific armor set to complement your job. And uh, I think that makes things a little bit more exciting. And you'll actually take your role more seriously. And you, you'll be more engaged. Um, so I'm going to stop there. What do you guys you know the mechanics of the boss what do you guys think of uh of this oh yeah also there's new maps uh for the first week it's going to be on mars and then for the second week it's titan all right um but before i get to the reckoning um i guess activity what uh, so paul what do you think about you know all these things so far um i don't know i mean you know we talk about last podcast all the issues we had with gambit itself and like what changes we kind of really need to see to make gambit fun again and now they come out with just another form of gambit which it could be good um you know i don't know i don't we'll have to just see really but i mean at the same time with the armor sets that's kind of cool but the biggest flaw is everything just revolves around gambit something that i feel like the player base kind of wanted you know, some improvements on, and we didn't get improvements. It was just like, here's a new, here's a new shiny bag that it's now in, you know, like a new wrapper. Um, But I think that having perks with armor sets is cool. I wish that they would kind of imply that into everything else that's going on. Um, But other than that, other than that, you know, I don't know if we're, we're jumping into the, uh, the reckoning with it, but for me, it kind of reminds me, they say it's supposed to be a horde mode, but it's not in a sense of a horde mode. Like it's how much can you kill in a matter of time, which to me has never been that fun. I would rather waves of enemies come out and like, it's you could stay in there for hours as long as you can continue to kill them all. Um, that to me would be more fun. Like more like, like years of war. Yeah. Just like, I mean, like an act, like a horde mode where there's waves to clear and you see how far you can go. Not like the, Halloween infinite forest where you were just based on time, how many rounds you could complete. Yeah. I never, um, I never liked that. I never really liked the time based stuff. Like even, yeah, I agree. This is, yeah. I, I agree with you because even gears of war had a limit of what you can do, but you're not, you weren't timed like during the round. You feel what I'm saying? You weren't just like, could you survive this round? You know what I'm saying? Survive it. And we'll move on to the next one. But yeah. The time thing. I don't really care for that. Honestly, and I feel like if you want to, if, if you want time to be a factor, about give people an incentive to beat this at a specific time. Not because I, I don't, I don't think they actually said that in this, uh, in the this week at Bungie or at all. But um, if you want to make time a factor, then how about give people incentives to clear waves faster or get to a certain boss faster or something? I don't know. Things in a certain amount of time. If you want to implement time, don't necessarily like. I, I personally feel uh, like, and I agree with you, Paul, that. If you're gonna give us, don't give us a time limit on how many enemies we can kill. Fun. 
Yeah. It's kind of like limiting how much fun we could have. You know, like you can do this and it may be fun, but you're only allowed to do it for 20 minutes. And it's then not you funny. have to come back and do it's it again. Funny. It's kind of funny. It's like almost counterintuitive. Like, it's like you're like, oh, yeah, we need to do this much. It's so much time. It's like, it's a rush. But you're like, I keep, I keep dying in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then again, it just goes back to like, it's just all revolving around Gambit in general. Yeah, and it almost no. makes and it almost makes regular Gambit like old, you know. Like it's just like who's gonna play a Gambit when you would just play the other one to actually get rewards? Yeah, I agree with you. Give me one second. I'm coming. Woo! I had to get up. Oh God! I almost fell. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, it's funny actually. When I was looking at this, I'm thinking like this is how Gambit should have been in the first place. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. And on top of it, too, like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to play the game. Like, they should have did this, you know. Like, I'm just, it's fine. It is what it is. Because I, I enjoyed Gambit when it first started. But I'm also worried about, like you said, it's centered around Gambit. I'm like, all right. And I, you know what I'm thinking. The storyline, if there is going to be one, is going to be super short. Like, super short. Um, I just feel like people already feel a certain kind of way about Gambit anyway. For doubt. And hopefully, hopefully, um, that this that this game mode really like the mechanics in it, and the of the armor and rewards and the mechanics and just I believe I hope everything's really hits hard. It really makes a great impression. That way we can kind of just stomach this for three months. I know that sounds bad, stomach, but like you know the Vidoc itself was only eight minutes and it only showcased two things, right? The reckoning yeah. and Gambit Prime. I understand how this is working. I, I get it. There's also going to be Thorn returning, you know, an exotic quest, right? Um, I think there's actually two exotic And Rose. Uh, right, exactly. It's funny. We called that a while ago, so I'm excited about that. So so I think the Rose is only those that have the season pass, and the Thorn is for everyone. That is correct, yeah. I was going to say that. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, so if you didn't, if you didn't pay for the annual pass, then you're not getting the quest line for the Rose, which I'm – about um but yeah i think it's the story though it it sounds like mission wise like we've traditionally yeah it might be short but it's you know maybe i misread it or misheard it but it sounded like each week they're gonna have new bounties and new things that are gonna relate to the nine and zur and so we're gonna like slowly learn more of lore and more story through those each week Kind of like what they did with the Dreaming City and like the with like the Queen and everything. There was like new cutscenes and new kind of information where it wasn't truly story at that point, but it was still like more lore to kind of you know put more in umph in behind it rather than just 20 new missions. It's hey, you might have a couple new missions, but if you're really interested in more lore, you can do these things to kind of learn more you know, about what's going on, you know, in the universe each week and the kind of like more is revealed. That's what I got from that where like the story wise where, yeah, there may not be a whole lot of missions, but that's the way they're going to kind of further the story. Yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. I, and probably, I mean, it seems the most likely. I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem fun. But again, that's my complaint every week is that they're making it where it's week basis versus like when you actually play the game. 
Well, oh, I, mean, I, I think it's we're trying to not create that power. Hold on, before I just wanted to make a quick shout out real quick. I forgot. Um, I actually ended up meeting this kid. Sorry, Adam. I actually ended up meeting this kid um, while I was at work today, and he likes playing video games. And you know, like he heard about Destiny. He thought about buying it. I, he wanted to listen to the podcast, so I wanted to give him a, a quick shout out to uh, cool, cool guy Luke. Cool guy Luke. Excuse me. Sorry. Appreciate you, buddy. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I hope you get Destiny too. You're really going to enjoy it. All right, go ahead, Adam. Sorry, I had to plug that in. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Shit. Just tell, tell me more about what you, you said. You were talking about the story. I'm sorry. Well, no. Well, Paul, uh, I was going to – oh, well, I think some of the stuff – and I could be wrong. They're trying to cater towards the audience, and I have a feeling not everyone is as into the lore and the story as us. Or, or not just us, but like players like us. I think there's a lot of the players who just honestly don't really even care about the story arc. And they just want it like they just need to get it out of the way. So that way they're like can progress light wise and power wise. Um, and they're more into the either the PvP stuff or even the other content that's not particular to story. I don't know. I mean, I think that's to me, that's the way I feel the way that this game has been presented of they're, like the story has been lacking in terms of like difficulty because they almost want people to get it done and out of the way really quick so they can just move on to the rest of the content and it's just like almost like a byproduct um i don't know i could be wrong but it just it just seems like there's been a very much a lack of difficulty or skill required in doing this where it's it's just a, a time sink of Hey, play this, you know, the story for four hours and, you know, you're done with the entire story for now and move on. I got a question, Adam, real quick. What do you, this is kind of a, because we talked about Gambit before um, and what can we do to improve or whatever. Um, what do you think about the armor sets that uh, emphasize our roles that were soft and now they're going to be more important? Uh, I'm going to have to see on how it plays out. Kind of like, you know, that whole catch all of we'll see. It depends on how important that stuff becomes. Is it one of those where if you don't have that armor or you're not in that role that you're going to be, like, wasted? Like, if, you, if, if you're an invader so armor and you're not, like, you know, because they showed the one where all four had invader armor on or whatever. Yeah. Does that mean, though, if you're not, in, not actually in, actively invading, you have a really big disadvantage doing, like, killing and getting the, the other stuff? Or is it you still, like, everyone's still on the same playing field and how much of an advantage do you get for being the, uh, what is it, the sentry or whatever? Like the, the guy killing the blockers. Is it how much better can you kill blockers? So I guess right, it depends right. on perks and like how effective the perks are, in my opinion. Right, that, right yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. So like, I don't know if that was rhetorical or not, but yeah, no, I, I believe everyone, the soft roles are still going to be a, a, a thing, but once you if you prefer doing a said role like if you just like killing enemies and just killing people and just killing enemies then the armor set you you basically have to grind and hopefully you get that armor set um for you to do that job better so you kind of answered your own question yeah um if you like how much better does that or like does that armor really matter where if you're don't have that set of armor but you're in that role are you going to even be effective doing that role versus doing a different yeah, I mean, well, you'd, be, you'd be, it'd be the same as right now, I guess, if you went and played regular Gambit. Right, exactly, right. So, like, I, I agree with Paul. Like, yeah, it, it, we're saying yes. Like, it, like, 
Let's obviously we didn't play it, but it definitely should be. It should make a huge impact. Like it should, because if, 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 if you're already good, at, okay. Well, why don't you give me? It, 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 I was gonna say here's the, here's the thing, because 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 I was gonna get to the reckoning next, but uh, the only way we get these armor pieces is to go through reckoning, right? And if we're doing all this to get these get these armor pieces, and I guarantee you, some of this stuff is gonna be tied to RNG. Best believe. I mean, that's well, that was gonna be my next comment was. Right. Is there any way to right. guarantee, like, hey, I'm going to go after the invader set, and there's certain tasks you have to do to get it while you're in the reckoning or is it literally just rng and oh by the way you can only get like one piece of gear per week per character and you know this is going to take forever to collect honestly honestly i i don't know i i really don't know um but i would prefer that we can go in there as many times as we want and we can and we you know it'll be a random drop i i to be honest like if, if they gave me two options right a go in there and grind off and everything is rng right or b go in there get a guaranteed drop that week and that's it you have to wait for us to just go and grind and have rng just I mean, I prefer the grinding but it seems like they've you know they've tried to avoid some of that with a lot of these things because they're trying to not give players who play it you know 20 30 hours a week a huge advantage over players that are the casual players. I hope I'm, and this is going to be just wishful thinking. I don't, I, uh, they, they, they can't, they, I, I don't want them to. I understand. I, agree. I don't, but it seems like that, you know, again, maybe now that you're completely separate from Activision, they're going to go away from that and kind of going back to the, Hey, you want to play this 24, seven, You're going to get, you know, more stuff than someone who plays it. the, five hours a week and does this milestones and just does the bare minimum, you know? Right. And look, and look, personally, like if I, I wouldn't even worry about like, obviously I want, if I was a game developer, I would care about what people think about my game and I would want to get feedback and understanding. But at the same time, if someone feels that, Hey, I'm at a disadvantage, I, I have a baby and, 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 and I got kids and I'm always been is at a disadvantage because of their own personal lifestyle choices. I shouldn't be punished as a hardcore player. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want, I don't for it. And that, that's, that, that's what brings, and that's what I'm saying. It goes right back to you questioning, is this gear actually going to make a difference? It better be, because if, it, if it's going to make it, make it hard for me to get, okay? I, I don't, because that really, that actually, that will take me off. Like, I really will be upset. Like, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll, I'll play the content, but I'll be playing the division way more. Well, so, but then there's the converse to that statement. So you're the one that would like it to do that. But again, what about those that have things going on in their life and maybe only have time? They get, you know, one or two pieces here and there. But come week two, you're playing against sweaty players that have teams full sets of armor and you can't even win because there's no way you can compete against that if it's as good as, you know, if like if it actually is a huge impact. So I even play Gambit Prime because there's no way I'm going to win. And, you know, I don't have time to actually get all the armor. So then, therefore, after week one, I just toss the game aside then and say, screw it. So that's that side of it. That, that's, a, that's a good counterpoint. That is a good counterpoint. But honestly, if you, it's a good counterpoint. But um, I would choose the lesser of two evils and I would choose. And it may seem like it's the same thing, but I'd rather receive the beatdown than um, uh, – than, than, 
of people just, you know. Yeah, and but that's because you're a hardcore player. But right, but if still. You think about the gamers now, that's not the case. They want to, like, pay to play almost where, hey, if I just pay a little more money, I can just unlock everything and just be done with it. I don't want to have to actually, like, work for it. So if you're now don't have time and you can't buy it, and, oh, by the way, come week two, everyone else has grinded for it, so therefore you're never going to be able to win, most of those players are just going to move on to a different game. But you think about it like this. Look, but you think about it like this. Bungie said themselves that Gambit Prime is a sweatier version of Gambit. So people really have a problem. And granted, you're right. I, I get where you're coming from. I, I totally understand. I totally get what you're saying. I totally get it. If that's the case, I mean, look, I, I'm sure it's a very hard balance. I, I'm, I'm sure, like, the armor sets aren't completely open. No, I, I'm confident enough, and well, I'm hoping that they're – that they're noticeable. I, I I don't want my abilities or whatever perks they give me to be almost negligible to what I'm already now in my soft role, right? But like, I'm telling you, dude. Like, if that's the case, I mean, I just revert back to okay. If you don't want to go play normal gambit, which I know sounds it's very discouraging, you know, because you're not. You know, they want the bunch of wants players to play their new content. I get that. I think it's a very hard balance to have, but I I think Bungie is going to just. I think it's going to be a harder blow to the community if. If, if if the gear if if the uh, the the gear isn't good enough or, or emphasis to the roles and everyone could just get it you know what I mean like everyone's just everyone's like uh, like whether you, whether playing hard or you're a casual player you're always guaranteed guaranteed to get one set one piece of armor a week like I don't know man I don't know all right so I, I forgot one thing that I forgot to bring up another thing there's actually there's actually three pinnacle weapons that Bungie is bringing to the table. Um, so we have they're bringing they're bringing uh, three three weapons: one for Vanguard, one for Van. I'm sorry, one for uh, the Vanguard, like or PVPs, one for PVP, and then one for Gambit. Excuse me, sorry. Um, the Scout rifle. Uh, this is for this is for uh, the Vanguard. It's called Oxygen SR, and it's a solar precision. So the Oxygen. I'm just gonna go over the perks of each gun. And then I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna see what you guys think about it. Um, the oxygen SR3's perk is, uh, how can I pronounce this? Meganeura Dragonfly deals more damage based on the number of precision hits made before. So basically, what they're saying is, just to reiterate, the more, the more precision, the more precision hits you make, once you get a kill, a precision, then it's gonna be, uh, uh you, the, the firefly. Uh, damage is going to be uh, is going to be harder hitting. So scout rifles have had a long history with dragonfly, and its presence are over the history of destiny. This weapon seeks to double down on that history and improve on it in a single in an in effective way. The general design ethos of a pinnacle weapon is that if it approaches an exotic esque effect, it must work conditionally, such as activating on a or asking you to risk getting into melee range. And if it works in a neutral setting, then it must only change the way you can do something, not necessarily what you can do. And this is of the former. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's very situational. And, and I get that. They're like stepping on the line. You know, I, I get what they're saying. That's, it seems, um, it's a kind of wait and see. Um, I'm more excited about the next gun. It's going to be, it's called the Recluse. It's a lightweight submachine gun. Ew. It's for the, uh, <laughs> it's for uh, the Crucible. And honestly, I haven't used submachine guns as much as I would like, so I'll probably want to get back into it. Um, They're the trash. Is, get rid of them. 
yeah, but I keep beating you with them. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> the, rec- the recluse. He the, 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 oh, give me a sec. Let me read it out first. <laughs> Just smart mouth. The recluse's unique perk is master of arms kills kills with any weapon approved this weapon's damage time. It just sounds like Rampage, basically. Um, Submachine guns are in a contentious spot in the game after the Forsaken's release, with shotguns occupying a engagement range while also offering that one-shot kill potential that is so highly valued, alongside always being in a competition arms and even the last word as close quarters primary weapon of choice some machine guns have fallen slightly to the wayside so we created master of arms perk and its place in any given loadout we look forward to seeing people experiment with it now i'm excited about that personally because i use sidearms anyway so like I, I don't get me wrong i like shotguns but i like the grain to challenge myself to see how good i am against the meta so um and the last one is it's, uh, for gambit it's a rapid fire submachine gun called the 21% delirium. Okay? Light machine gun, not submachine gun. What did I say? Oh, thank you. Light, light, light machine gun. Thank you. Um, 21. Uh, let me see. It's, it's called killing tally. Kills increase this weapon's damage until it's stowed or reloaded. Nice. Okay. Killing weapon's damage. It sounds. Yeah, it's, it's, it just sounds like rampage again. Uh, well, so it's like this, rampage, but rather than topping out at three stacks it could you know if you're really really efficient with it it could you know have like 20 stacks or whatever so by the end of that you know magazine maybe only a couple rounds like two or three rounds will kill like an orange bar yeah no true you're right all right so it says this will be our first rapid fire machine gun for destiny 2 how many of you guess the archetype but not the sub archetype with their reintroduction of a bullet host style machine guns we figured a per played with their large magazine sizes and dealing with waves of enemies would be appropriate. Unlike the other two weapons, this one also has one of the new weapon perks introducing in Season of the Drifter, quote-unquote, overflow, to kick the magazines the, uh, to kick the magazine size out even further for true prey and action. Okay, and I'm going to stop there. And Okay, it says also, uh, well, before I continue on, uh, actually, let me read this, hold on. It says, uh, while we're on the subject of weapons, here's another preview of some change, changes made for the season of the Drifter. It says, exotic power weapons in Destiny have been the go-to for quite some time due to getting most of the bang for your buck from raw damage. Um, okay. These changes, along with others that will be shown when the full power 2.2.0 are revealed, are intended to make legendary power weapons a good option for those who enjoy their exotic kinetic and energy weapons. We believe that the exotic you choose, you choose for us, should be an expression of your play style rather than just the rather than just the math working out in your favor. Exotics will always have their unique properties, but a well-rolled legendary power weapon should be able to compete in raw damage with exotic power weapon. Although the legendary weapon may need no setups and mods to outright match. Nothing what does it say? Nonetheless, the gap should not be so wide that player feel it necessary to run an exotic in any specific slot i never felt that way not in d2 we talked i think we said i think we said i I, i'm in raids i think i think this this is pointed towards pvp man personally like raids like come on the whisper of the worm is 
and not that you have to use it, but it makes certain encounters in the last wish or even score infinitely easier just because of the perk and everything. No, like, could you have other weapons? Yeah, you know, definitely possible. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, maybe they're talking about some PvE, but I think this is definitely targeted towards PvP. And honestly, I feel that way. I know that's just me, but for the most See, part, when I, I don't put feel up- that way is because they were talking about raw power or raw, like, damage output. And in PvP, you don't really need that much damage output. I mean, you're, you're you know, uh, uh, whether it's a Thunderlord bullet or a Hammerhead bullet, you know, it, it can't be that big of a difference killing a Guardian with it. But, you know, shooting some of those at, like, you know, PvE enemies, some of those weapons do have, especially, you know, like Sleeper, Whisper. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Maybe, like, Wardcliff. Like they seem to do a lot more damage in PVE than, like, you know, how often do you use a, a legendary grenade launcher in PVE? Not I, use, I do it all the time. Well, again, but you're one of the odd ones. Like, <laughs> most people, if you're doing a strike or you're doing a raid, are not going to be just using a random, you know, legendary uh, linear fusion or legendary, like, grenade launcher. All right, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Um, Paul, did you happen to hear me yeah. when I went over the pinnacle weapons, the three of them? Yep. Okay, what did you Um, start, start when I heard the about scout. the pinnacle, when I heard, start with the scout. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it doesn't really, I don't know, I guess it, if you're using a legendary and you're doing strikes or nightfall, maybe, uh, maybe a raid, it might be worth it, um, depending on what you pair it with. Uh, I think you would definitely need a Dragonfly mod in it. Um, immediately when I heard Amalon Scout, I thought maybe Adam would be happy with it. Um, that's really about it. I wasn't like, ooh, you know, like jumping up and down or anything. And then I guess moving on to the Crucible submachine gun, I th- I think it's a good idea. You know, um, you know, people are saying pair with a sniper, but whatever you use other than it, right? So you get a kill, someone's pushing you, you, you switch over real quick. Um, I'd have to look at the handling and, you know, how long it takes to swap to that weapon and, you know, aiming down sights time because that would play a factor. Maybe not. Maybe you could hit fire. But uh, to do that and then, I don't know, I guess that does bonus damage, so it's good. That one, it'll be more of like a preference of how it feels, I think. But, again, nothing, like, super exciting. Um, the third one was the fast rate of fire machine gun. I think that sounds pretty cool. Uh, the perk doesn't really make me feel all that great. I mean, yeah, you, you get bonus damage. I mean, it's probably not going to be that much. But it's still a machine gun. It's still a fast rate of fire. Um, I want it. We'll, we'll put it out there. But, I mean, we'll see if I actually get it. Yeah, honestly, if I could rank my excitement level for each weapon, the the the, the submachine gun would be first. The the rapid fire machine gun would be second, and then obviously the guy would be third. Um, but yeah, no, I like the fact that they're introducing these pinnacle weapons. I think that's honestly, yeah. I mean, like obviously, not not all of them is going to wow me, and I'm obviously gonna try to get all of them if it's you know if it's not that ridiculous. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like Paul. I mean, Adam, go ahead. Um. Well, I'm, I'm like the complete opposite of you. I think that submachine gun is trash. I'm not even going to try to get it. Uh, like, like I didn't even really try to get the mountaintop. Like, okay, cool. Uh, it is what it is. And bye. Like, you know, whatever. 
the, the I actually like the scout. Again, the only, you know, Paul kind of had, you know, I'm on scout. My only concern is uh, it's in the energy slot, which means that I'm not going to be able to use it most of the time because I like using my fusion rifles, which is just most complaints I've had the entire time. So they've, you know, redone this, that. My favorite, I have to you know, be very selective in what my like, weapons are because the vast majority of my favorite weapons are all in the energy slot. So it's really frustrating. I can't use more than one like at any given time. But, you know, it is. Uh, I think the machine gun, again, could be good. Uh, it's going to be obviously a PVE weapon or a gambit weapon. That's not really, you know, I don't see that PvP weapon where honestly I think you could use the scout in PvP. It's a 180 rate of fire because that's the precision rate. Um, and I've been missing, in my opinion, a good 180 rate of fire scout. That's my favorite like uh type of scout is the 180. Um the distant relations is a pretty good one. I think that that's the gambit one. I don't have a good roll on one though, which is kind of frustrating. But in general, the 180 scouts, are, I think, are really uh, uh, kind of versatile, where they're not crazy, you know, fast, but not crazy slow, you know, like everything else. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think the it's a decent thing. I just again, I just really think that the what's it called that submachine gun is, you know, I guess maybe better than the mountaintop, <laughs> but you know, now I'm just. All I'm worried about is, you know, for part of that quest, you're going to have to get a ridiculous amount of submachine gun kills. So then for, like, you know, a good chunk of time, just like with everything else, all you're going to see is just everyone rocking one or two submachine guns trying to get freaking submachine gun kills. And it's just going to be really I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Getting killed by the same weapon it can be obnoxious. But uh, nothing's more obnoxious than getting killed by a shotgun. Mm. Well, and also depends. Graviton Lance. Depends on the range. If you're point blank and they pump you, I have no problem going down. I don't like when I'm getting pumped from like 30 feet away and I literally shot them as well with a shotgun and they're still alive with barely any health or barely any life taken away and I'm completely just wiped. So I think that's like, my right. I feel like, I, but I feel like those are most of my encounters anyway, right? People actually are comfortable and that. that's why people rock shotguns now with, you know, with great perks because normally they anyway so they're just more comfortable shooting you from a distance and i'm pretty confident that they're going to get the kill because usually they do i don't know i think it's a good count i mean especially with the range of shotguns going down i mean i don't know it's, i think I, I'm, it's, it's more of a wait you know wait and see but i'm more on the positive end of it i don't know I, all right all right so real quick we're going to finish up with this real quick um going back to what i was saying earlier okay so um so for grenade launchers, they decided to do a PVE damage buff by 25%. They also, reserve ammo is also increased on most grenade launchers. In most cases, grenade launchers three rounds in reserves, but this amount may vary based on the perks you have, such as like field prep, etc. Magazine perks and mods no longer affect ammo reserves for grenade launchers. Okay. That's fine. I don't really care anyway. Uh, grenade launchers had a bit of reserve issue due to the magazine having an impact on reserves. And as a result, the reserve total widely changed, typically not in favor of the player. This was addressed, and they got a PVE damage bonus on to make them more competitive in that slot. Now, for rocket launchers and PVE, 
damage has increased by 60 to 65%. Exotic rocket launchers have, have had their damage tuned separately, though. Um, cluster bombs, the damage for cluster bombs has been reduced by 100%. So I guess we probably can't cheese that ribbon fight anymore. Um, yeah, I was actually talking with Dorn about that. Well, but if you read on, it says that all it means is they have increased the primary projectile damage by like 80% or something. Oh. So it's they're just trying to make it so that other rockets besides cluster bombs are going to be usable in PVE. Whereas right now, you know, it's again nine, nine times out of ten, if you have a rocket that doesn't have cluster bombs, it's like an automatic delete. Really? Like, I don't even look at the perks of a rocket launcher because it's a rocket, unless it tracks. Right? No, well, and that's their point they're making is that in a lot of the PVP stuff, it unintentionally they, it was not intended that way, but the cluster bombs increase the damage per like rocket like a significant amount and so they're trying to just shift that by making the main projectile have the vast majority of damage output and you know the the cluster bombs being you know maybe a little tiny bit but not you know significant enough to the point where you know you, know, you can use other rockets got you yeah no i know i'm just gonna read what you kind of just said uh, if I read on, it said this lost damage of cluster bombs was moved to the rocket launcher projectile, as noted above, and the damage increased. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to read the rest. That's pretty much it there. Uh, I think these are all obviously good. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, ca I'm cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, I'm not like completely bummed out, man. Um, I I mean, I I get I do see the concern and worry about this whole DLC or I guess this, this new uh, content is evolved around the game mode of Gambit. But a horde mode, I remember watching the Vidoc and one of the uh, producers said the, what do you call that game mode? It, it was called, uh, what's it? You know what it is? Reckoning. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the Reckoning. Um, they said it was kind of like Crota, you know, from year one. Like, all I could, all I could think about was like the part where you're trying to get those lights and the bridge and all that but you know we'll see I don't, i'm still yeah, out of the case i mean i'm excited because that's again that was my favorite part of d1 like any of the raids i agree me too i just don't like the fact that it's timed i believe it's timed anyway I, yeah i think they said that i don't like that um but yeah but yeah thorns returning and i'm excited about that i mean you i'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm going i'm super excited about this i mean how much I love the the hive weaponry or corrupted weapons, the thorn though I'm just I'm just excited to use that anywhere. I'm probably going to see that more in PvP than PVE, but uh, I'm excited, really excited what they're going to do with the rose and how it's going to look. I'm super excited about that 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 quest right there. But yeah, no, that's all I have to add. I mean, Paul, you want to you want to say something? Um, I mean, I don't have much really to add to everything we've already talked about, other than the fact that I just don't feel. Um, you know, from what the Vidoc put out and what the patch notes put out, this doesn't feel like a full annual pass DLC that we're getting. I don't know if it's gonna, maybe it will be, but I don't, it's not enticing me to come back and play Destiny. Yeah, I don't like you. I might do the Thorn quest, just but even at that, like, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, I really don't. I think it's uh, I mean, for. From the outside looking in, it's, it's not that exciting, especially if you're not invested in Destiny 
Uh, I mean, especially, well, I'm sorry, especially if you're not invested in Gantt, let alone Destiny 2, because, you know, people have been burnt out or whatever. So I hear you on that. I mean, I just, me being a fan, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also not that butthurt because I'm going to be playing other games too. So like Division 2, I'm excited. Adam, what about you? What you thinking? Anything, anything you want to add? Uh, I mean, again, it's just, I'll wait and see. Uh, it's, you know, I guess, it, you know, again, it might you know, just depend based on how good it is because there's a lot of, sounds like a lot of our clan is moving on to other games, which is fine. Um, you know, obviously there's more than one game, but it's just, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to, Destiny 2 is going to be able to do anything to bring people back. So otherwise our clan is shrinking quite a bit. That's true. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say our clan is shrinking. We're just branching off i mean i still play i mean even will who i didn't play with for a long time after destiny 2 dropped when monster hunter came out i started playing a lot more with him and you know like corso and some of those guys again well granted corso wasn't really part of the clan but um you know you just got to look like our clan isn't solely invested in destiny 2 anymore and that's just like that's the truth that's the bottom line like there's other games out there there's games that um game developers and companies that listen to player feedback far more than Bungie does. And that's ultimately what's going to sink or swim for destiny Two is what Bungie actually does. But if they keep on this path, like I, I, they could push out as many annual passes and DLCs as they want, but like they're not changing the experience of destiny. It hasn't changed yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess it's frustrating for me just because I still enjoy Destiny, and not that the games that you guys play are bad. I just personally will never get invested in those. Like to me, they are not enjoyable. So it's just you know, it's you know, so you play those games, and I play these. It just you know, just means that there's less overlap now between some of the games we play. Because like, I, the division will never ever entice me. It's just not the type of game I like. You know, the, I just don't like that third person type thing like that it's you know well adam what what, he, what adam's really trying to say y'all is that he misses colin he hasn't been on d2 in a minute so i know man i cannot believe he abandoned us who did <laughs> colin oh no that is well, not at all know, what i'm saying but and i guess if we're adding like our last two cents to everything like so bungie clearly forgot the fifth role that people play um, and Gambit, specifically Adam, and that's the guy who jumps off or falls off and loses all the modes. So I think that they should have yes. their own gear set with, like, bumper stickers and, you know, like... There might be. If you think about it, you know, the, the one dude that's the collector, the collector probably has, like, maybe increased armor. They probably do have increased armor on one of their perks or whatever, so that way they can, like, go in, you know, into the fray and pick those things up and, you know, be more tanky. When carrying modes. Yeah, I mean, so that I mean, some of that stuff's cool, but will those perks apply to regular Gambit? Or are they solely in Gambit Prime? That'll be another huge. Both, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine like someone like sabotaging the game? They just call it the sabotager. <laughs> it just jumps off. Yeah. But, oh yeah, it's, again, it's, honestly, this was never going to be my favorite DLC. Anyways, like the. The only thing I'm really interested about in this one is actually the lore about the nine. I could honestly care less about the Gambit Prime and the, the Reckoning stuff. Like, I'm interested to see like why is the Drifter working with the nine? Oh wait, 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 wait. because I, for- oh, I mean I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a little uh, you know like 
pre-war info. Like, I don't know if it's going to be true or not, but I kind of think that the nine are the reason the drifter got off whatever planet or moon he was stuck on. And while he, why he has that, I guess, internal or infinite space orb that he pulls. Like when you listen to the lore, especially like a bites lore videos, like when the drifter and all his little gang were out there uh, on that planet, killing each other, dying, whatever um, that, that environment reminds me of the internal space where it's just like white and cold and you know that um i don't know where maybe we don't have our light maybe gambit prime we don't have our light but i don't know it looks like people are using supers so i don't know um but i think that's where i think that's where the nine come in on it it's crazy i forgot to mention this but uh um i thought this was kind of a cool little nugget that the the nine uh, apprentice or whatever called him dredgen and uh, he said, no, nah, it's drifting now. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I mean, I, maybe I'm just reaching here. I mean, I don't really think that's truly drift, like the guy that got corrupted in the beginning because he was a Titan technically. But No, no, no. That's, that's, that's your. That's a completely different person. Right. Okay, exactly. That's, right. Dredging so is just a title. Right. Yeah, it's a title. Like, you know, you're I a disciple. You're right. No, exactly. Right, right, right. You're a disciple of said person. Okay. Oh, no, I thought it was cool. Anyway, I'm going to conclude the podcast here. Oh, I forgot. Um, Paul, uh, I figured I'd start plugging your stuff in. Do you like to broadcast on Twitch often or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, I need to start once, uh, you know, once the division drops, I'll probably be doing that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, why don't you plug yourself in? Because I forgot your, <laughs> your thing. Where can we All find right. you, buddy? Oh, oh, super and I on Twitch, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, so twitch.com forward slash superflymanai, right? So, yep, Manai, okay. M I N A I. Can you spell it again? I was talking over you. Sorry, go ahead. Yep, M I N A I. Okay, superfly and then M. Okay, gotcha. Boom. Awesome. All right, so at, stream, actually, you're not going to stream at him. It doesn't matter. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to the 26th episode. I think that of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. And until then, we will see you guys in orbit. See ya. Peace. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate that, as always. If you guys want to check us out on other social platforms, feel free to do so on Instagram and Facebook. You can just type in Orbs for Days and you'll just find it. Also, if you want to check us out on other podcast platforms, whether you have Android or iPhone, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and even Spotify. Also, if you want to keep updated with uh, content creation or podcast uploads and times, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Wayne01193. And also, if you want to check me out live on Twitch, you can also follow me on Wayne01193, acting a fool. So you guys have a good one. Appreciate it.